Welcome to the Knowledge Entrepreneurs Show, where we celebrate the innovators driving change in the education industry. At Edison OS, we've worked with over 500 knowledge entrepreneurs to turn their edtech ideas into profitable businesses. In today's episode of the Knowledge Entrepreneur Show, we have Sri Lakshmi Savita. With over 15 years of teaching experience, Savita is a dedicated educator with expertise in high school, undergraduate, and test prep instruction. Her passion for teaching extends to content development in math and science, particularly for SAT, ACT. Known for her patient and disciplined approach, she tailors her teaching style to each of her students' grasp and understanding level. A self-employed professional with Parameta Online Test Prep, she has garnered a strong reputation attracting students globally and earning praise for her impactful teaching methods. Hi, Savita. Good morning. Welcome to the Knowledge Entrepreneur Show. Thank you so much for taking time out for this. Hi, Jack Mohan. Thank you so much for inviting me on the show. So glad to actually be a part of it. It's a pleasure having you. Savita, I did a little bit of... Uh, a, little bit of research about you on the internet, LinkedIn, your website and all that. But okay. for the sake of our listeners, I'll start off with this question. So okay. how did you get into teaching? Did you always plan to be a teacher? Or how did it happen? And how did you end up being a entrepreneur as well in the education domain? Okay. Um, yes, it was... Uh... Uh, I was basically a science student. I was more into science uh, and uh, it felt great actually whenever I would help my friends understand a particular concept. So the only thing I was ever fond of was uh, learning and teaching. It had to be both of them. So as a student, I, I used to give uh, some extra help like tuitions or something even while I was a student. The purpose was for me to get more confident about the concept like when you tell teach somebody something you feel much better about the concept yourself so that was the intention going down the lane from the few challenges that i faced while studying and there was a lot of self-study at the time we didn't have all this right youtube and all that so i i there were a lot of difficulties challenges on the way down and uh, i'm basically a, from a physics background so during those days, the imagination was a huge challenge. These days we have these animated videos, etc. and all that. We didn't have all that at the time. So I had to do a lot of reference by myself and uh, to understand us like a pretty small concept. It would take up a lot of time. So I kind of said, okay, fine. I think going down the lane, I, whatever I do, I said, uh, I have to go ahead and uh, make sure that I, you know, teach as well. So that's where actually it happened. And then uh, since then, uh, I had kept teaching. So I can say that from the at least age of uh, 18, I had been uh, giving classes, helping students, like literally tuitions. I used to be even paid for that. So that was a long journey for me. <laughs> so it started off like that. And uh, there's not one single day I'm not happy teaching. It feels uh, great actually helping students out. And, uh, you know, some, some of my people used to ask me, you, you could have chosen a lot of other professions. Why classes? Why teaching? Like, you know, you have this thing, like when you choose a tuition teacher, it's like, oh, tuition teacher kind of, that kind of feeling, you know? It's like, okay, fine. As long as you're passionate about whatever you do, the name tag really doesn't matter. Right. Then I said, okay, no, I, I just want to do what I'm doing. Like a freelancer, you know? As right. long as uh, that goes on. So freelancer, kind of being a freelancer used to help me to explore and uh, help, you know, uh, help uh, teach people the way I wanted to instead of right. 
uh, a restricted a robotic way of approaching all that so that's how my teaching journey began and uh, yep i can say from the age of 18 i was actively into totally into teaching i can say and then it continued from there so you became a full time teacher from the age of 18 you stopped uh, pursuing education no, around no, that no. yourself it okay. was not full time though but yes i used to study and uh, the moment i was back home uh, i used to spend at least like 3 hours on teaching like uh, 18 in the sense i was barely in my plus 1 plus 2 at the time Right. So yeah so I used to come back from college like kind of take a short break or something and all and I used to sit for the classes and it never used to even tire me somehow for some reason I used to feel very active and happy as well so uh, but my first earning actually happened through teaching only I can say so yeah it was not a full time then but yeah I think uh, once I was done with my post graduation that's the only thing I had been doing okay but you were teaching throughout i believe and throughout, even throughout yes right. all the time so did the teaching influence you to choose what did you want to study for your degree your graduation and post graduation or that was different you didn't have plans of becoming a full time teacher when you were graduating and when you were doing your post graduation yeah i i can say that you know it had uh, like while i was trying to explain students uh, there used to be challenges based on the understanding level of the student like what is pretty obvious for one student is not pretty obvious so i had to keep coming up with different ways of approach to help a student out with the concept then i said that kind of became pretty interesting and while i was trying to come up with uh, various ways of uh, you know um explaining them it kind of made things more and more clear to me it widened my imagination and my perspective towards understanding one particular concept so yes i i do have to say that yes teaching did contribute in a major way for me to understand things better and uh, even reflect you know the the various different possibilities of uh, approaching a concept so it did simplify things for me yes got it uh, also you choosing what to do uh during your graduation and post graduation uh were you clear while you're graduating itself that you wanted to be a teacher or were you studying to become something else or what were you, and what were you studying during your graduate and post graduate days uh, i was like i said i was a physics student you know like in my graduation it was uh, a combination of all math physics and chemistry but right. uh, my major interest was always into physics okay um so my post graduation i had done in physics so uh yeah it was true that i wanted to get into research right you know, active research i was clear from the very beginning uh, while i was doing my 11th 12th where others mcet was like a huge thing at the time so the moment you are done with this people the next thing was you write mcet for some reason i wasn't interested in engineering i was very very clear that i wanted to be into pure sciences Yeah. So I I was sure that I wanted to get into research and uh, be it research or anything when it comes to pure science teaching helps you a lot when you kind of uh, keep teaching the concept even in even abroad when student go through their post graduation they do the the university ask them to actually go ahead and teach few students it kind of really right. helps them in a long way right so yeah so it was uh, although I wanted to do teaching I wasn't very sure at that time if I wanted to be a full time teacher or a trainer but yes the the original intention was to do some solid research in uh, in physics uh, for various reasons it didn't happen but uh, the teaching thing kind of kept going so the original intention was not to be only a teacher 
But even when I reflected, I wanted to do my research or something, I knew that I had to end up at some university and teaching would be an obvious thing to do. You cannot just say, I, I'm not going to teach or something. It, ha- it will be a part of it. Right. So in a way, I was like, okay, it's not going to, the teaching is not going to be away from me. So I was pretty assured of that part. Got it. Got it, Savita. So uh, now you clearly said that, you know, you were not inclined towards being a full-time teacher in a system where, you know, you'd be kind of sucked into that and you wouldn't be able to, you know, do other stuff. But uh, after post-graduation, what did you, how did you navigate the first few months or a year or two to kind of, you know, settle into this entire teaching of your own, becoming a freelancer? How did you get your first freelance job? What are the things you did? So that phase, if you can talk, you know, yeah, talk about it. So I was uh, visiting my school teachers, actually. I just finished my post-graduation. It was like a break time before I found a job and all. So I had just happened to visit my school. And then uh, in the school, they had uh, even, um, you know, the undergraduate programs. And I had come to know then that uh, they were not having a physics faculty at the time. And... Uh, they were, I'm not, I don't clearly remember if they were looking for a full-timer at the time, but I was, uh, I kind of said, okay, let me give it a part-time trial. I was not sure because of the job thing, you know, and it was in the middle of the year somewhere. It was not at the beginning. So I said, why don't I pick it up? And they were like, okay, if you're already from a, a post-graduation, you just finished and why don't you teach the students here? And it was falling pretty close to my place and it was my school after all. So I had that, you know, emotional connect actually when it came to that. Then I said, okay. And parallelly, there was another, uh, institute close by which needed some teaching for the intermediate students so i was actually happy kind of worked with my timing i didn't have to report at like eight o'clock or something i had enough time to go then i said okay fine let me give it a try so my first teaching proper teaching job was actually a part-time it was not even a full-time at the time i did work full-time for a while at some places but it was pretty uh no, it was for a very restricted period of time. It was out of uh, like, you know, the use of a piece of chalk and all. I started getting allergic to uh, chalk. Okay. Uh, yeah. So the chalk powder. So I started falling sick because of that. Like when you write it, you kind of, you know, start inhaling also. Right. And that kind of developed an allergy. I was unable to speak and all that. Wow. So then I said, okay, I cannot work at places. When it comes to colleges, you really cannot avoid chalks. So then I said, okay, fine, this option is kind of out of my hand. Unless they have a marker board or something, I won't be able to do that. So I was actually in a college atmosphere, I'll be honest. So it it was a great teaching with students, undergraduate students. They were happy with my teaching and I was very happy teaching them. So it's like, for me, it was like anything that reminded me of physics or that led me towards physics in any way. The moment I can speak a few words about it, it's like like a vitamin to me. I I started feeling excited about it. I was like that all the time. No, so it was good but yeah it was because of this reason I kind of have to drop out of the full-time thing then I started thinking that okay if I have to do full-time anywhere if, it, if it's colleges and all that then uh, it has to be the same situation then I said okay fine let me continue with my uh, after school help let me just do with that and let me wait for an opportunity that's when I I got an opportunity uh, for a test prep for SAT right you know, and was this was uh, which year did you start off the first time that you taught anybody SAT? Uh, that was 2016. Right, got it. 2016 is one okay. first. So I was actually parallelly aspiring for uh, going abroad. I was also having some second thoughts. I said I was planning some research which didn't happen for a few reasons. I said, why don't I just go to US and uh, do some of my master's over there or apply for some programs? 
and then i came to know that you've got to have to give this gre even for that so what i did was i was actually inquiring about uh, taking classes for myself for gre uh, undergoing some uh, you know some gre coaching actually right so i started applying it uh, calling people and all that so one day i get call from the princeton review so i thought that they were following me up regarding the classes and then uh, but by the time i had my this profile on, on naukri and all this monster and all that probably they picked it up from somewhere from there right then right. Uh, while i was talking i was under the notion that they were planning some you know classes and they were going to tell me about those timings and then all of a sudden i come to they are like okay when would you like to come for an interview and like where is this interview coming into the picture are students supposed to give an interview they are like no no we are offering a job for you I was like, oh, okay, fine. And then I said, all right, okay. Then things cleared out in the mind. And then I said, okay. I said, I'm not from the, you know, test prep background or something. And you're asking me for GRE. They're like, no, this is quantitative aptitude. Why don't you just come down and then uh, give it a try? So I went down there and then it seemed it worked it out. Because see, when you do uh, your uh, post-graduation in physics, math... Math is, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. an obvious thing, you know, you will be... To be there honest, is no physics without maths, math, right? It's so. like a skeleton. Math is like the skeleton for any science when it comes to chemistry or anything. Without right. that high, high level of math, you still won't be able to go any far at all. Right. So, and that math which is required for this uh, test prep is supposed to be some definitely a basic level. You don't have to have like a high five uh, math knowledge or something for that. Even the students don't have to do something like that. Right. You know, then uh, I kind of cleared the, you know, the test. They asked us to take some tests over there and I cleared that. I happened to clear some interview and all that. And then I got hired. So my first actual full time, I can say into test prep, it, it was in uh, Princeton Review. Right. it was the only one uh, i had been into but uh, yeah the i i kind of really owe it to the the princeton review you know the company for them to it is mania actually uh, right. they have a franchise for the princeton review in uh, india so they hired me and then uh, yeah it was a it was a real good journey actually teaching okay. and uh, how long did you spend uh, with i taught two years there i taught okay. two years 2016 to 18 is uh, when i taught and uh, I taught like GMAT, GRE, and then SAT. Again, I was able to connect more with the SAT students because those were the age group of students I was teaching constantly all the time. Right. Engineering right. students, I had actually no idea. I never interacted much with them. So, although I did take my classes and all, uh, I didn't have like a you know an uh, extreme amount of rapport with the students and all. Although the right. classes used to happen pretty well, they were happy with my classes. I was happy teaching them and all that. it is the sat students with whom i could connect you know all the time right i could understand also so i personally was more happy and somewhere in the down the lane i had it in my mind that if i ever start my classes then i have to focus more on the sat right got it so now currently you know you have your own uh, academy and all that yes, yes. now uh, 2018 is when you quit uh, working full time for yes, another yes. company Yes. So what happened after that did you start off immediately on your own or you know did students uh, started referring other students to you for private classes how did things pan out Uh 2018 I had left for some personal reasons uh, uh, I was uh, you know for uh, uh, regarding the family we had some situation at home and it needed my personal attention So it almost took uh, an year, or and I personally was really like very sure that I won't be able to give my best, my best of my minds. 
during uh, that period so i haven't even tried to apply or i didn't want to open anything for myself the reason i quit was for uh, personal reasons else right. everything was going great in the company and i was in no mood to leave it as well so then uh, around till 2019 uh, also i was uh, kind of pretty occupied with all my personal work right and then is when again uh, i started getting offers i haven't i just got relieved myself from some the personal attention which was needed from my end that's when i was i came up with an uh, uh, i had been offered another job uh, it was supposed to be work from home it was a content development job for the same thing for sat right sat gre you know that then uh, i was happy because i could work from home and i was sure by the time that i cannot go out uh, for various reasons one was my kids uh, needed my personal time and uh, i also for due to my health reasons at that particular time i was not pretty much willing to travel and work so this opportunity came out of nowhere to me work from home and it was praying pretty good at that time so i said okay let me do that and this was at the i got this uh, month in the in the month of december 2019 that's when the covid was kind of picking up in china so then we came to this uh, stage for march or something uh, and i think march 21st was the lockdown 2020 when we had 23rd yeah which we had and uh, within four days i get a call from the company that hired me and they were like okay this is the last month you we are not going to continue anymore so you will be getting your pay by the first of april and we are going to close down on this oh and you had worked for how many months it was barely four months oh right i was okay. i was parallelly planning to make some other plans for myself and since i got this job and it was paying me good i gave up on all the other opportunities that came along my way at the time right right um and i had people asking me to take care of their institutes and all it like you know it's like since they knew i could teach and i i they were i, I they knew that i can handle things pretty good they were like why don't you teach you handle the institute and everything and all you right. can take a major share out of that we will be the finance finance uh, you know input investors Yeah. investors in that so i kind of had got a pretty good opportunities at the time i was reflecting it but since i got this job i immediately i said okay let me take so it was a pretty blank uh, period for me as well i started wondering like many other people you know i was like what to do right right so then uh, of course uh, these online things so majorly although i was doing on and off online here and there majorly i got into online teaching due, during the covid So right. while it turned out to be a uh, not a very good phase for a lot of people, for uh, to me, I must say that it it really paved the way for me for a very good beginning. I did benefit a lot during the COVID season. A lot of tutors, a lot, to be honest. Uh, yes. So yeah, it was, but I was really not even sure whether you know, where it would take me because it was a very tough period, and. Uh, to start off with the online classes and all i was wondering uh, how would i get some students and all that so you know but the immediate rescue was the people who knew me so i just so, quickly posted online saying that you know on right. the whatsapp we put the status right so i'm taking online classes so everybody had to shift online at that time correct so every parent was looking for an online support right so it so happened i really didn't have to register myself on any platform as well right. at the time so the immediate right. seekers were the people who were known to me like my friends and relatives they were the actually the very first beginners you know they were like okay please take care of your children then uh, they had few references and all and for me i did not even imagine but it kick started right away right so i was already busy by the time it was april may and i really was i was getting very very occupied 
and then i said when i it, when i am getting a good it was pretty obvious and nobody of us knew right so when this covid thing is going to come down so for an at least or a year or two it was pretty clear that this online thing is going to happen then i said why don't i get myself registered so i officially i kind of started uh, from june uh, itself 2020 june uh, although i started naming it but registration and all we couldn't get it done right away for my institute online you know because it everything was closed down but i was still contacting and everybody but by the end of the year things kind of had slowed down a bit and then mine were the was the first among the applications uh, for my institute to get registered so i 2020 december is when i had officially registered my institute and uh, this phase where you started teaching online it had nothing to do with sat and all that you just started teaching normal school subjects you no know, i had sat students as well i had uh, okay. parallelly you know i had uh, registered myself on these platforms called as uh, superprof and teacheron these were right. the two websites i think there was one called one one is called as an urban pro as well i had urban my pro. listing on that but i think majorly i benefited from superprof and teacheron Right. i had uh, people uh, you know you kind of post your profile on that and uh, on the platform if you uh, so if the there's two ways the parents and the teachers both can kind of uh, get to know each other like mm-hmm. the profiles of the teachers are already put there so for some premium uh, membership if you have a premium membership you have a greater visibility on the platform and uh, if you do not have any membership premium membership as well you will have a visibility but it depends again on the the words the parents will choose the the keywords you know where the kind of list are so but you don't have a, a greater chance of visibility at, uh, on the platform but with little premium you definitely have a great a very good uh, visibility on the platform but yeah. I, most of the times i had not taken the premium it's because okay. at at that particular time a uh, lot of people from secunderabad also were looking so all they just had to do was google out uh, teaching websites and all that and i had got a lot of leads so either ways i could also spend some coins um, we will keep getting notifications like emails uh, from the teacher on and so prof uh, so and so people have got a requirement if you are interested with you can spend so many coins on the thing so you kind of have to buy the coins from them right. and you can get the leads contact them give them a demo if they like they will take your classes etc so i didn't have to contact many people from my end but uh, by you know it's most of the times it was references i did contact a few yeah. people but they were happy with the classes and uh, once it so happened that uh, one of the parents his child is still studying with me uh, it's been 4 years they contacted me during covid only and it's been 4 years they are doing the classes through him i actually got a reference of almost overall if i count from then to now it's around 15 students i have tutored wow okay and they're all from us oh right okay yeah a few for sat a few for the regular school high school uh, math or i even teach this ap subjects you know ap calculus yes. or ap physics advanced please you know right. yeah advanced please so yeah so that way yes the platform had also helped me and by the time even people uh, had others like my students had referred me to other students and all so that way i have got sat students both from india and uh, i some a few of them were from, uh, from uh, dubai as well right. a few from japan and singapore but mostly it had been the us students got it got it savita and when it comes to overseas students there is always the time uh, yes. that needs to be factored in Correct, so yes. what is your working time like you know because you teach students in the us and all that do you teach the too late is the time the earliest for me had always been 4 uh, in the morning 
Uh, there was a time when i only had barely 2 to 3 hours for you know for doing other chores at that time there was no help from the maid as well Correct. so to me Correct. i was always on my toes i was i also want to make the best use of the, uh, the opportunity i was getting the opportunities and i had to take care of my family as well so right. some uh, i most of the times i used to end up taking power naps as well like only half an hour you know and i didn't even need an alarm at that time it was 30 minutes and somehow it like my mind knew okay fine wake up so that's that busy uh, was a time for me so covid did help me a lot to be honest by a lot of the struggle but yes as a teacher i was uh, i was a lot known actually on the online uh, the online platform got it got it savita savita sat is a premium market uh, you yes. know uh, people who take sat obviously want to do their undergraduation in the us they went yes. to do people Yes. What is the kind of money that one can expect? You know, for aspiring teachers who are looking to get into SAT teaching, how much can they charge for students in India? How much can they charge for the students in US? Um, to be honest, uh, if a student is aspiring to uh, do their undergraduation in US, even say the student from India, they need to have a pretty solid financial backup. Right. So if the parents are uh, you know they're looking to hire a tutor for sat beat india or us uh, the money that has to be put in is a lot so unless they're financially strong they will not be able to go for it correct so uh, so i never had charged different prices for india and us i'll be honest my pricing was the same for either of them because uh, unless they are financially strong enough they cannot even think of uh, actually sending their students for undergrad programs it didn't make a difference to you whether they are from us or india money yeah, was not I a constraint i always charge the same thing and uh, yeah but i i i used to wonder on a few things like you know when it came to the see it is all about the score at the end of the day and they need to have a great score sat right. alone score will not uh, assure them a great uh, you know the scope and all that there are other factors involved as well but the score does stand for a a, a big deal uh when it comes to admissions like for right. a scholarship you see or an or getting into the best or ivy league or anything but uh i i used to wonder when the parents are willing to or they're willing to spend lakhs of rupees for the admission and all that uh, i i did had few challenges when it comes came to the payment i mean you know it it goes on like you know sometimes uh, a lot of parents were understanding i wouldn't say but mm-hmm. i did have one major challenge where they would they would try to negotiate it you know to a a, a very uh, unreasonable price i would say like right. we are giving one whole hour to the student like if it were a class when people would come to me as an institute or if i'm taking a class for a group then the fee can be definitely minimized because i have a greater number of students correct, coming correct, correct. this one whole hour i'm giving to one student so that whole time goes away for the student and when they used to come it's just not indian students to be honest uh, most of the parents from us also i used to have this challenge 
So when you say the parents from US, were they Indians in US? Indian, Indian origin, yes. Uh, I, it, right. it was not from the people who were uh, the, from the US. They were definitely okay. parents of the Indian origin. Right. Could be that there were few that their kids could have been in, you know born and brought up there, but the parents definitely have their roots. Are Indian origin people? Pretty right. much, pretty much, yes. So and uh, see, it's pretty expensive when it comes to US. You know, there if you see, you won't get anybody charging less than forty to fifty dollars per hour. That's like like the least they will have to you know if they have to hire a private tutor. And when it you mean comes to say to, a US origin tutor will yes, charge fifty dollars? Yes, yes, yes. Not only you can. Okay. Uh, see their uh, website you can open few websites you know when it comes to tutoring them or you can also open any of these uh, major uh, like you say any of this like texas review manhattan or princeton or you can see their hourly charges are pretty high like the companies who have already been established even if you say private freelancer tutors even if you're taking the private teachers and all uh, the you know, I have seen the basic starting from around $40, not less than that. Right. Okay. So, compared right. to that. That's roughly about uh, 3,000 rupees yeah, in Indian rupees. Definitely. 3,000 rupees and all. Uh, it was, it's the then thing I'm talking about. It's it's much higher. So, and uh, affording a teacher, a personal tutor and in US is like much expensive. But when it came to us, uh, you know, right. it, I felt that sometimes there was some amount of exploitation also, which was been happening, you know, from my personal end, not to blame anybody. And I obviously, we all want the right. best price possible. But somewhere, some I used to feel that, you know, when it came to Indian teachers and all, there is a, you know, people always had a lot of advantage taking the situation. Like there are people who teach even... I see people posting for almost like 250 to 300 rupees also, you know, per hour they tutor. Companies for upper hour, you know, like uh, uh, for SAT, I have seen companies on teacher on itself. I have seen the, they were, I used to get those mails, you know, 500 per hour. It's like a blunt thing. They would say that, you know, 500 per hour, this is what it will be. No negotiation. This is the price you will be offered and you will have to teach at this point. Okay, 500 right. rupees uh, per hour is something we would even do Indian students here for the regular tutoring. Okay, yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah. they used to be like, you know, okay, your charge is way pretty, uh, higher than I have. I have already spoke, spoken to so many teachers today who's, who are willing to teach at 400. Why should I go for your classes? These kind of discussions also I used to come upon. May I know how much were you charging? Like what were you uh, My charges actually I began with around 800 or 1000 per hour. See, the thing is, I believe then okay. you don't have to give too many tutoring hours. Give limited hours, but it has to be pretty efficient. Correct. Yeah. But give a high Get quality. both the faculties yes, and correct. the students. See, it's when you start becoming experienced, you exactly know what to convey to the student. And there is, of course, when it is online, there correct. is an, uh, from the, even from the student, there is a lot of effort which has to be got. So if you're expecting a top score anywhere above 1500, the student's commitment is what actually counts the most. We are there, the, 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 you know, we are going to hold the torch for them and show the path, but they have to walk that way, you know. So, uh, yeah, I always charge around 800 to 1000. So I used to have these people coming up and asking, why should we hire you for this? I mean, I really don't even want to come up with those kind of, uh, you know, the questions they used to ask. What can you say? How, how are Correct. you going yeah. to put the meter? How, as a faculty, how can I say, I'm, you know, I cannot say, you see, can I just go ahead and say that, you know, I'm worth $1,000 $1, rupees per hour? I just can't 
there is no meter that is going to set it out and the what i used to feel bad about is there is nobody who's going to teach you less than 3000 4000 rupees per hour when it comes to us you are hiring indian tutors because you right. know they're going to be committed they are in need of money so they all already know a lot of factors and they try to pull the best out of it you know that used to be a right. saddening situation for me that that one thing used to pinch me and uh, why people go like if as a parent if i have to hire somebody for my student my kids all i would look as an efficient teacher and if they are going to provide that value education to my child i am willing to do my best whatever i can so right. that one challenge right. i used to face a lot during the time when it came to otherwise but yeah through references i didn't have a lot of challenge because already they they knew okay she is good you can actually go ahead so i still date uh, i had students whom i taught in 2020 but they referred the students and they are even yesterday i had a parent whom i had interacted who said okay in 2020 you had taught somebody they referred us to you and some people will be so trusting they would say we don't want demo we want to start a class straight away you know that yeah so wow. like that. so it's it's yeah there's one challenge i had faced for online classes was i felt that we were not paid well reason got it how did you overcome these objections or you know did you just uh, ignore these people did you wait for the people who didn't kind of put these questions forward how did you kind of navigate this entire challenge of the payment and yeah. the fees so see uh, the only one way uh, i believe that you know can put an end to this was a student attending a demo because that is something we would offer for free at the time Uh, so right. a demo is offered so it's like always about a comparison so if you want to compare you would have taken a person who's giving a 300 rupee 400 rupee see there are lot of newcomers uh, as well uh, in the you know in field and all so there are students who are willing to for them a 200 300 rupees is still a good amount for them for their, their pocket money you say or anything i'm not saying about sat or anything but in general when they kind of posted a lot of need sure. or anything they don't know how much even to put the right price say anything like that so out of various reasons there were people who would uh, who were willing to uh, teach for less so i wouldn't know why they were charging at uh, at that price there were few i could only think about but uh, i would only tell them that you know you kind of have to see the number of hours that would go into my teaching so ideally if the student sits with me for right. these many hours i'll say that they don't need my classes beyond that they are prepared you may be willing to uh, go for a 500 per hour or 400 per hour and that the way things are going to be conveyed uh, the method or uh, the strategy everything is going to be different and one challenge the us students face when it comes to indian teachers is the accent and the discipline right. expected in india the teachers expect the students to be uh, very obedient and uh, you know to the this thing you know i like give you something you will have to do it and this we are all used to even my kids do that when they go to school the teacher expect them to be something there is something kind of a little fear factor you know okay if i don't do something my teacher is going to scold me and all that approach will not work with yeah, us yeah. students they'll back off they don't right. speak much they will not attend your right. next class they'll start wondering because they are not used to that kind of approach over there they'll start wondering okay mom why is ma'am the teacher yelling at me you know they kind of or i do not like her class i don't want it or most of the times the reason is the accent so the first right. thing they used to feel comfortable is uh the 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 accent part was kind of taken care of so the 
the parents had this one doubt. A lot of parents used to tell, we just want to see if they're comfortable in the demo. So the first thing they used to was like, ma'am, your accent is fine. The child is able to understand everything. That was the first thing. And I think that there should be a lot of willingness to listen to the student. It should not be a lecture-oriented thing. Get to know the student as much as possible and probe into the situation. Like suppose right. they are hiring me uh, for uh, teaching, tutoring a student. They are having some uh, challenge, let's say, with math. Let's just say the child is struggling with a particular concept. So I, if I go ahead and say that, okay, today we are doing this chapter. Let's say the chapter is factorization. Let's just say. Okay, let's open. We are doing factorization. This is how you split the factors. This is how you combine them. And if, if I'm going to go in a robotic way, I will never know what was the challenge the student faced because of which they're getting a less mark. So I need to have, be having yep. the right amount of questions and the right kind of questions to probe into the student's difficulty. So when I used to give a, when I give a demo, all I look at is what is the student feeling? Where is the challenge the students is having? I like to know that I kind of get to know the student more. How will one single class right. of demo decide how the faculty is? The student can never gauge right. a teacher. All one can be happy about is if the student is comfortable with the teacher. I had few parents who would say, my child will tell me if you are fine or no. Probably they didn't know how to present, uh, you know. So it's like, how will your student, a child tell me, a ninth, 10th standard student, how will they tell whether I am fit enough to be a teacher? You know, maybe they didn't know how to present the way they wanted to say, but no student can gauge a teacher in just a demo class. Yes. Why do, why does my demo get converted to a continuous class? That I can answer. It's because I will listen to the student. They are like, okay, I'm, uh, I, I, I leave the ball in their court. Which concept would you like me to talk about? Choose the most challenging concept for you. Take the most challenging concept for you, which is most confusing. You are, the moment you think about it, you want to close the book. Pick that. And then the question I, I ask them is, why is that a challenge for you? you know, it's, it really takes a lot of patience right. and passion when it comes to that. I want right. to help the student. Right. I genuinely want to help them. I want them to may feel better about themselves. You know, get into that confidence zone. So they start understanding, okay, she's not going to judge me. She's, not, she's going to hold my hand and she's going to take me through all the way down. So that confidence is something I make sure to convey during the demo. And, and they become okay. I never had one demo where they said, the parents said, my child is not happy. Sorry. You know? Yeah. Got it, Savita. Savita, so your, what was your demo conversion like roughly? Is it close to 100%? Uh, see, demo conversions, I wouldn't say 100% because sometimes it comes to the timings. Okay, when we give the demo. Right. Of course, there are a lot Initially, of other factors. I didn't know, yes, you know, yes. even I was new into this uh, thing and also I straight away, we used to go off to the demo. Right now, what I do is I check with them whether the pricing is okay with them and right. uh, whether uh, the right. hours, you know, I give them my slots, available slots. I let them know ahead of time. I do interact with the parent. I'm not like, I don't go in the very commercial front. I'm like, okay, hi, fine. Somebody says, okay, we've got your profile and teacher on. Are you looking for so-and-so? I don't respond back to them saying that, okay, hi, this is my pricing. This is my time slot. If you're okay with both, let's catch up then. I don't do that. So, but we, right. I do have a right. discussion. Uh, I, I, I try to know about the child as much as possible. I, yes, it would be nice if I have a student and I'm able to earn from that. But at the same time, I should also see whether I can justify the need of the student. So I find out all the details from the parents and see the availability. In your squids are like, you know, they have a lot of packed scheduling. They have a lot of activities. 
once you fix a schedule or time right. slot and all, it's not easy to change for them. Like I have one student who, for whom I'm doing mm. just one time slot from the last four years. I have not changed it since then. But it's because wow. the way, I mean, the, okay. the commitment also, you know, it will be like that. They kind of also report on time. And even for me, I cannot keep changing my slots because once I have given it to them, it's like, it's, it's, it's gone. I can't, if, if the student suddenly comes back and says, okay, I need a change of time, I won't be able to do anything about it. Unless I do have a lot of free slots. Correct. So that one thing I make sure that they are really okay with it. So once we make that okay, then I say, okay, let's now go ahead and uh, go for the demo. Let's see how the student is doing. And the first thing the parent will want to know it, okay, what will you be, um, you know, uh, how are you, what is your approach? How are you going to teach the student? And one thing you Indian parents are obsessed about is homework, Mohan. They are so obsessed. It's like they want one class of teaching and they want a week load of work. It's about, you know, more than um, the having the interest that the child should grasp the concept. It's, it somewhere feels that probably they want to keep them busy, you know. That's the, yes, at, at that yes, time, you know, yes. at that time, it was like that. Probably because, you know, everybody was at home all the time and, uh, you know, they didn't know what. The lockdown yeah. time so was like that. Yeah. Practically, yeah. if I'm teaching them one single concept, giving them a one whole week of homework is not easy for me as well, right? So that was like one of the few challenges I used right. to face at that time. But still, even now, often then, you know, uh, I do get that kind of request. How much homework will you give? That one question used to be happening all the time. Yeah, every parent will want to know how the teaching Got will it. happen. How will I cover everything and all? That's a very genuine question. But they I would, they were like so obsessed. Right. Okay, homework, homework. Will you give enough homework? Will you give enough homework? So I had to tell them I'll give enough homework so that the student can master the concept. Do not expect me to go beyond that. And somewhere like somebody was like, you know, let me just hire one class. So I'll be paying only for that one class, but I should get enough homework for the whole week. The thing is, we know when we speak, because I've been to so many parents, they, they do kind of have that, uh, it's, you know, they will be asking like, okay, 500 per hour is what we are looking for. And I'm like, okay, fine. If that is the case, I never push parents. It's like, unless you're happy, you know, it'll keep itching right. in the behind the mind. Okay, I'm paying, maybe I'm paying more. Maybe I have been taken advantage of. This is what they start thinking. And uh, I got to hear very weird things also. Okay, I'll be paying only after the month. Uh, we will not pay you in uh, an advance and all. What if you will take the money and don't take the class? What can I answer? <laughs> I can't say anything. You can ask the same question back. What if you take the classes and don't pay Isn't me? Isn't that obvious? I so, mean, I really didn't. I never used to feel like even conveying the, you know, continuing the conversation beyond. It's like you know the mindset of the people. Right. There is only a certain level I can get down and talk to them about it, right? So as course, a teacher, you will not be. If it was somebody yeah, into yeah, a sales yeah. or something, they know how to, you know, happily handle the situation. I'm a teacher. That's not my job to Correct. get into that talk. So those kind of challenges I used to have, but I don't think I don't have those anymore right now. At least I don't get such parents reaching out to me. Thankfully. You know, so the demo used to tell them, they God knew a lot of parents used to, you know, even though they were a little uh, disturbing for me initially, or maybe a little uncomfortable, after the demo is over, they sit with the child, right? They used to understand, okay, we have come across a genuine person. She is not a person. She might be charging this because she is patient. She can actually come. And I used to assess the student and tell them back. You know, right. one constant thing you keep hearing from everybody is my child is very intelligent. He needs only a little push. She needs only a little push. So it's like uh, somewhere it used to feel they're trying to tell me that, you know, there is just 
you are you are to only a minimal amount of it there is enough in my child already so it used to it's a little demotivating when you try to hear you know as a teacher you are doing an important job and somebody is trying to tell you that you know it's only a small thing that's all we ask from you so do not expect us to pay you more a few challenges sense to the very much you know yeah. very 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 i so there was once i i so savita uh, have you ever explored because of these problems uh, you know trying to get uh, us students not of indian origins but non indian origins i never tried that i i i don't know i never even thought of that actually i, I used to wonder and you haven't got an inquiry also no, from no i don't uh, think they even US see students. for us probably i don't know i mean i just think if i was a us citizen i mean i'm of a us origin parent why would i think of uh, an indian because it's it's altogether different this thing most of the times will they even follow what i'm talking i i just they try to think try to put myself right. in their shoes and try to reflect you know will they even reflect got it because we have different accents they, they might have different notions also about what we are here so and to be honest i didn't have enough slots even left uh, jet mohan i had been uh, busy unless i used to cut down myself for any reason i had always been i had both indian students right. i have us students so things had always kept me busy so i right. never try to right. reach out to any uh, us parents as such it was always about even in us it is always the indian origin parents what's your typical day like like how many hours are you occupied teaching, teaching? on a busy day around 10 to 11 hours on a busy day on a busy wow. day even okay. at 7 to 8 hours like is that mostly weekends or I even during weekends i used to be very occupied on weekends in the past i'm not anymore during the weekends right now like i used to teach even sundays at okay. that time that time we were all the time at home it really didn't matter sunday saturday what you know so right. i and also it is because you have to win your bread and butter so you kind of have to take every opportunity that you have in hand and i was able to do from and the very right. comfort of my home i said why not it was like a sunday every day the kids are there right. today tomorrow they are also attending online classes so it never mattered to me but now i don't do sundays anymore right. i do classes till indian saturdays right. indian sundays i don't do any classes all the Got rest it. of the days i do the classes and when it comes to a course like sat uh, you know yes. it's a test prep right what is the average number of hours you need to kind of complete for someone who signs up for the entire proper thing i'm not talking about the ones who are asking for just Correct. one it's hour and stuff it's a good question like that, actually you know, you know uh, uh, i kind of uh, tend to spend anywhere between 15 to 20 hours on teaching alone 15 to 20 hours okay. for the okay. entire uh, sat i teach math sat math i don't do the english so uh, if if the student is like intelligent enough i mean let's say or on the higher end and all 15 hours is a fair amount of time they will usually not need beyond that but anywhere for any other reason right. sometimes they might need little more hand holding probably or sometimes the student uh, uh, is not into it even the student might be intelligent but not totally into it and all so roughly i'm saying 15 to 20 which it, there's no need to go beyond 20 at least when it comes to teaching part right okay so that right. that part is enough so everything neatly covered and i am i can be assured that yes the teacher the student now has all the tools in hand if practice to crack the sat with a great score but yes where they need that support right. is uh, because they are youngsters they need that practice they need that constant guidance till the day of right. the exam so ideally though the teaching is over between 15 to 20 hours they still need some practice sessions from us for us to track them down 
that's the most crucial thing i would say i would actually say that's the most crucial part right. because they might go under the assumption that okay now the teaching is over we are good to go but uh, right. at least right. now it's right. digital sat it's just two hours it was a very lengthy test at the time right just the few months ago yeah. Yeah. so uh, the math section falls after english they're pretty saturated by the time they hit the math section and uh, they have a lot of trap trap answers you know when it comes to sat the math it's a pretty basic math but the ets i really admire the way they they target the psychology of the student you know so they do a pretty great right. job when it comes to trapping the students with the answer choices so at the time the key part was uh, to be able to see through the traps and to be able to sit for that long hours 3 to 4 hours and included essay right. it went till like 4 hours the test so that's a very long time the student have to Got sit it. they should put up with all that you know the saturation that comes along as they're taking through the test and the timing is going away from their hand so you have to get used to this get the student used to sitting for those long hours prepare them for that math section that falls english is again passages and passages you know they really tire themselves out by the time they come to math so getting them used yeah. to all this so they have to be given that picture it's like a military training all together you can't go and stand in the war and expect everything to happen then they need to be trained hard so the same way after the classes the crucial thing i say are the practice sessions to keep the student going and right. to motivate them and to actually be there with them till the day of examination and how many hours that takes will totally depend on the student how they are tracking them i personally will try to keep it as minimum as possible from my end but we end up actually the parents do end up taking our help as much as possible they want us right. somewhere the parents it's they feel that you know okay if the teacher is there with the student all the long she will benefit the best out of it is from some from from the parent and sometimes it is the students as well so savita now when it comes to online teaching right of course the pandemic was one of the catalysts for people to jump onto the online and after that you know many people have conveniently stuck to online what are the tools that you use currently uh, to make sure you know the teaching happens and before that i want to ask you did you have any difficulty switching to online teaching because in person engagement is different online engagement is very different of course you're doing one on one so you may not be having much problems but still did you have to kind of adapt to online teaching did you uh, you know use any specific methodologies to keep the students engaged um see uh, my classes were all all the time mostly one hour duration right so i am um, right if it is sat i do have my material with me which i share with the students so the adaptation right. wasn't a huge thing because hmm. if you just have a pen tab with you you kind of write on that so the only thing you have to get used to if you don't know to use a pen tab have a little practice using that so when it comes to sat that's all you have to right. do because you already have the material with you you kind of do them and you also have to wait for the student to finish the question that's never a challenge that's never been a challenge to me at all right yeah. when it comes to the other things other than the sat teaching and all so you will have to use a whiteboard right so right. you should be able to use that whiteboard sometimes you might parallelly have to you know you mean whiteboard that is the uh, physical whiteboard the camera should be focused on the whiteboard yeah that, that is one thing 
or you are talking about the software, software whiteboard i kind of picked it up later but initial little challenge for me was uh, it was i shouldn't say challenge but a little time i had to initially set up when i was teaching on the board but i didn't spend many days with that kind right. of thing i quickly moved to uh, the software whiteboard yeah that i needed to know how to okay. kind of you know using the pen tab because that one thing you need to have a little practice but right now we kind of just end up writing on the screen itself uh, with the latest laptop versions that we have got i don't use my pen tab also anymore i kind of have the you get this magnetic pen like where you can just use it on the laptop so i kind of go ahead and use yeah oh wow okay it's as good as uh, okay may i know which I'm is the laptop Dell. that is well laptop Okay, it's, it's a, a touchscreen laptop. laptop, isn't it? Yes. So sometimes, if I, it, you can even write using your finger. If you don't have your magnetic pen, you can also go ahead and use your finger to draw. Oh wow! So you don't have to you buy a separate pen tab and all that Wacom tablet. I had or an old one, Lenovo. I had at that time. That was there because uh, okay. until the pandemic hit hit us, we didn't even need all that. Until people were right. into different uh, business altogether, right. like animation right. and all, they would have been knowing all these features and all. I didn't even know all that. Time. and so, and uh, got it and when it comes to video conferencing tool, do you use Zoom Zoom or is there anything else? It was less time. time more the, most of the time was depending on Google Meet itself. Zoom also has this restriction. Right. No? You can't okay. go beyond right. 45 but Google doesn't restriction. restrict you at all. You can go any number of hours right. on Google Meet. Right. So that was fine. Yeah one challenge I had with Groom, uh, uh, it, Google sir. Meet is you know that page can hang and uh, the navigation sometimes i don't know i don't know i'm not much into that software uh, technical uh, technicalities and all that but yes uh, chrome has its own challenges right. and if you you know are you facing any uh, if there are any gaps do you face in your online teaching currently you know do you think despite so many advancements you know i'm lacking all of these things what would some of those things be if you have that is mm. what would enhance your online teaching experience and your your entire business, business as well yes i do teaching. have those uh, challenges that i face but teaching wise i don't think i have uh, any challenges i'm all I'm, i'm pretty okay. happy with the, how things are going from my end yes business wise uh, you know it becomes uh, the payments you know the what of this is i can't even blame the parents you know when it comes to there in us uh, the payments are all auto payments for them over there they get automatically deducted for them okay. i don't know how things work over there for them like that so when it comes to hiring indian teachers uh, they will have to keep doing it from their uh, personal accounts and they have something called as paypal Manual. and zoom and those things and all so they right. are kind of more comfortable with that so right. i don't have a paypal here so when i started off it was an indian account right. so they had to verify send few rupees right. and check and all that and then if i it got credited or no all that thing but even otherwise um uh, the challenge where it happens is the when it comes to the class cancellation they cancel the class from mm. their end so if they goes on a last moment cancellation and all that so they don't want it to be counted we don't want to pay for that right right because we have not taken the class but ideally what happens is i am sitting here and i can't make use of that one hour you lost that time. exactly your time is gone so yeah and, and then the payment yeah. reminders that is the most embarrassing thing for me following up following up for payment, payments you know Correct. so the number of classes that got over how many were taken and sometimes what happens is uh, you know we take some right. uh, having that faith from our end that you know the student is going to pay we go ahead and we take few classes 
and suddenly you will come to know the parents says right. we are not going to continue anymore and you will not be paid for the class two the classes you would have taken so far right so i gave my right. time and energy and my knowledge and i need to be paid for that even if you are discontinuing for any reason i'll have to be paid for that of course so, so yeah. i used to wonder if you know if there was something an automated way like you know it's like like a top up you you finish the balance and right. things will stop there you top it up and it will happen again okay so that is from the business perspective that is what i kind of uh, i still have the challenge i face it it feels embarrassing to keep tracking down asking the parents to make the payment see one thing uh, they need to understand i feel is our income is from multiple payments so even if one or two are not happening on right. time our monthly income is disturbed right so that one thing is right. i keep reflecting in all that you know from it, it is something we don't have to remind anybody they should know they are taking the services they are benefiting from that i feel that they should remember it even more if somebody is helping me and making my life as little simple be it paid even for example let's say i'm hiring somebody for some service and i'm i'm benefiting from that the first thing i always feel is i'm thankful and i want to make sure they're happy just pay them on time they're happy right 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 you know so yeah. uh, i had parents asking me you ask us money all the time i'm like i have to this i'm i'm earning from that so i don't want to actually ask you by the end of the month why oh, do you have to bring it to a situation where you know uh, a tutor has i had to, to tell you know so it used to feel you. bad i used to tell the payments unless the payment is done i will not begin the next class i had to go to a certain stage which i never enjoyed even saying but i was forced to you know i i wouldn't say they are not genuine and all that but somewhere these are like you know a little things which kind of will help me help me out and you know make me feel happy also about the job i'm doing at the end of the day Why got did, it savita yeah savita yeah, so uh, yeah i just yeah, keep sorry, wondering please. if at all you know there are any platforms who can automate this for the teachers take care of the class at you know attendance and uh, uh payments and all which can uh, you know keep a track of all that and something where they can shoot a mail and say you know this is what these are the terms and conditions at the beginning which otherwise i manually have to do you're saying this can enhance your whole it will make it smoother for both for the parent and for the teacher as well i do came to come to know about those platforms that kind of help us out on all this but i i really need to explore that i i still have to go to know about that got it savita so to to all those who are listening if they want to take up a class with you and you know if they want to understand more about what you do and stuff like that if you want to share anything with the listeners please go ahead and share your information or you know whatever is that uh, you want to share i do have my profile actually profile wise i do have it on this uh, website called teacher on everything they i how i convey how i teach you know like you had already you said you had uh, gone through my profile and all what actually is on the profile is everything that i do so if i if i have to tell my teaching methodology is i am extremely patient i am i i really enjoy teaching my students it's 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 a great experience it's not only them even i am knowing more students it's a happy journey for me i don't do it as just a it, right. though it might be my means of earning but it's it's something i'm very very happy to do and when you are passionate about something you put your mind and heart to it so uh, uh, anybody who wants to take up my classes feel please feel free to reach out to me i'm extremely patient i will listen to you and i will really get to the really the depths of what the problem is actually for you. and i'll i'll be there with you all the while got it savita uh, thank you so much it was a pleasure talking to you and uh, thank you so much for sharing the 
nitty gritties and nuances, you know, in teaching, for example, the payment aspect that you spoke about, and uh, especially the way you conduct your demo. I think that was one of the most valuable things to come out of this. And if aspiring teachers are looking, I'm sure they just have to blindly follow that method. And I think they can go for any conversion. I'd like to summarize your demo thing. I found it like very, very valuable where you said, please correct me if I'm wrong. You said you start off the demo by asking the student to choose the most yeah. toughest concept that they face, which yeah. makes them close the book. And you ask them why. And then you focus on the why yes, parts I and you help them. Yes, I more and more into it. And uh, sometimes, you know, it is not right. always the subject. You know, it is about something which is, uh, uh, you know, psychologically they're holding back uh, on something. They all, you know, it most right. of the times it is that. Right. Like I have friends who had been extremely arrogant. You know, they were being very rude. Like when you hear them for the first time, you don't want to take a class with them. But you start thinking about why are they right. behaving so. Bottom line, it comes that they're getting very, very defensive about themselves. Some of my best students were the right. ones who started with a very rude tone, you know. And uh, we got so close. I, I don't judge students, you know. I so say if they are what they are, is not because they want to be that. They became that for various correct. reasons. Correct. It's their past experiences that have shaped them the way they are. And you have an opportunity yeah, to, to connect kind of with fix them. And, and it becomes a real happy journey. I never struggled really teaching a student. You know, if ever I had any challenge, it might be from the parental front. Right. But when it came to student, every student of mine has been an um, amazing student for me. Whatever might be their level of understanding. But they, they made me happy teaching them and they were happy taking my classes. So that worked pretty great. And everything I spoke about my challenge, I think if you can see, is it, it is only about payment. So it is running my, uh, the business front had been the challenge. Teaching had never been a challenge. Teaching any student was never a challenge to me. It was a great experience all the way. Got it, Savita. Thank you so much. It Same was a pleasure yes. talking Thank to you. This podcast is brought to you by Edison OS, a no-code edtech platform to operate an online education business. Knowledge entrepreneurs can use Edison OS to sell online courses from their own websites, manage online masterclasses, launch mobile learning apps, sell online practice tests for competitive exams, run online learning communities, digitizing their offline tutoring business, use it as a learning management system, and a lot more cases in the domain of knowledge commerce.